Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. I think LA personally provided for me to be more entrepreneurial. And one of the reasons for that is obviously lower cost of living. I could like easily save up and then just go without salary for like, you know, for quite a while to kind of try, you know, an entrepreneurial project. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Dizzy, also called Diana. She goes by both. She's from Belarus. Just got to Los Angeles. We met at the LA Podcasters Meetup in person. So exciting to meet her. She even took the time to go through and write notes on everything she learned at the LA Podcasters Meetup in her latest Instagram post. Be sure to check her out on Instagram. D.L.I.A.S.H. K-E-V-I-C-H. That's D dot L-I-A-S-H. K-E-V-I-C-H. Dizzy, thank you so much for supporting We Are LA Tech. Your awesome social media posts. It was so much fun to see and so valuable for the community. Reach out to Dizzy on Instagram and let her know you found her via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. So we started doing as a team these team hang sessions. Actually, our intern suggested it. And I have to tell you, so you guys may not believe this because I host the podcast, but I am totally introverted and socially awkward. And in a business setting, I know how to conduct myself. But in a social setting, I'm like, uh, like super, like I feel like creepy crawlies are in my skin. Like I'm the person that would prefer like not be on video. Like I don't do like FaceTime with my friends. I rather turn the camera off for Zoom, all that stuff. We have our team meetings just on audio phone conference for the most part. So we started doing these like monthly hang sessions via Zoom. It's interesting for me as the founder of the company and my personality type. And so I did a check-in with my team and how they liked it. And they really like it because it helps them get to know one another because we all work remotely. I forget that not everybody works remotely or not everybody always knows each other in such depth because I'm always talking to everyone. So it feels energetically like everyone's talking to everyone, but everyone's just doing their own job. So they really are for the most part in a silo. And I forget that. And it's really important to 
have that open communication. Like I so appreciate my team and how open and vulnerable they are with me on our team calls so that I can have that level of awareness to be the best I can be as like their teammate. And I hope you enjoy the next episode. Bye. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent so you can quickly immerse yourself into the startup culture here. My name is Rachel Espiritu, director at Toolbox LA, and I'm your guest host on today's episode. Toolbox LA is Southern California's largest innovation lab. So excited to feature our guest today. We have Edward Mayer, CEO of Machina Labs. Welcome to the show. Go ahead and tell us about yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, excited to be here. So yeah, like you mentioned, my name is Ed Mayer. Co-founder at Machina Labs, we are working on new manufacturing methods that are enabled by robotics and artificial intelligence, actually at Toolbox. So excited to join you. Awesome. Tell us a little bit more about what you do within your company. As a CEO of a startup company, obviously the role is very diverse, especially early on. There's a lot of shoes you have to wear. I've been lucky enough to work with a very capable team that makes that much easier. Basically, our responsibilities are very much spread across the team. But that allows me to kind of do what I think is the most important job of the CEO. And I think that is like making believers. That being either like, you know, you're making believers out of your customers by showing that you can actually fit their problem and kind of deliver what something that's valuable and fixes their problem or making believers in terms of like bringing in investors, you know, making sure that, you know, they understand that you're going to build a company that's not only going to be profitable, but it's going to be something that benefits, you know, the community as in large, and also most importantly, be able to make levers out of your employees or your future employees, you know, making sure that, you know, they feel very good about dedicating a decent sized portion of their life to kind of come to your company and join your mission. And I think that's the primary, primary, I would say, you know, obviously like CEO does a lot of things, especially early on, but I think that's the most important task. And that's my primary focus. Yeah, I've seen you with your team and you're definitely a great leader and how you just lead everyone and bring the team together. And I think it's great. And so, I mean, you touched on a little bit, like, but what exactly does your, your company do, right? You mentioned smart manufacturing. What does that mean? Yeah. So we developed like new manufacturing methods, specifically using robotics and artificial intelligence. So if you actually look at the history of manufacturing, there has been three phases, right? The initial phase was where manufacturing was a craft, was an art. You know, it was these craftsmen or people like that worked with metal, they called them blacksmiths. They were very crafty and skillful. They had few hand tools that they were using to do different type of objects. And then with the industrial revolution, there was a change in that because craftsmen could not scale and the machines came and allowed the manufacturing processes to scale. But the downside of that was that, you know, the, you know, the flexibility was gone. You know, before you had this craftsman that could do all kinds of things. But now this machine can be much faster and doesn't take breaks. You know, it's very specific. It can do one one task only. And it's very hard to change it to do something else. I think recently with, with the emergence of artificial intelligence and advancements to robotics, we are finally kind of enabled to have both, you know, be able to have very scalable, high precision and, and high endurance machinery, but also bring the flexibility that craftsmen had into this machine. And that's what we're trying to do. So for our first product, we are building a robotic machine that allows us to form sheet metal. So traditionally, sheet metal is done with a very static and fixed machinery that are very expensive and they're very specific to the geometry that you're manufacturing. With our technology, you can do the same, but 
you know, it's much easier to change geometry. It's much easier to change material. So at the end of the day, you can manufacture different things much faster, much cheaper. That's awesome. And so are you from LA originally? Actually, I'm not from LA, but I have spent pretty much past 13, 14 years of my life in LA. I came to LA, you know, to go to college. I went to USC. And then other than a few short kind of like, you know, going away for work, I have been pretty much in LA. So most of my career has been in LA. Yeah. I think once you get past 10 years, you're basically a native. So <laughs> I wasn't too far before that. I was in Orange County, but um, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so close. So Cal. Good. <laughs> good stuff. And so are you self-funded or VC backed? We are VC funded. So we had like a one year period where we're like trying to prove out some of the stuff in the lab. So it was me and my co-founder, Bob Ack, where we mostly self-funded that. But like last year, we raised our first round of institutional funding and we're VC funded now. That's awesome. And how many people total are on your team? Right now we are at six. We are a team of all engineers pretty much. We are planning to go to seven by end of the year. So how did you scale the company? So we're still in a R&D phase, but we're still developing a product. So in terms of business, we haven't done much of scaling, but instead of like building the team, obviously we had to put the you know, initial team together. And on the business side, obviously also we have to be very tightly involved with our customer. So even though we are doing a kind of R&D project still, but we are very tightly integrated with our customers. And, you know, we had to kind of get a lot of people on the team. My approach so far in the beginning has been just through my network. There's a lot you can achieve through your network to kind of scale. And you just have to be able to kind of like go out there and ask people and listen back also to like, you know, what they're giving you and what kind of advice they're giving you. But I was able to basically hire everybody in our company at the moment through our my own network. And most of pretty much all of our customers also came in through our network, which is we have a quite a good number of customers in our pipeline that are working with us. We're going to more significantly scale next year once you know we're done with these pilots that we're doing with these early customers and we're starting to basically go into production, production level manufacturing. That's exciting. And so what inspired this company initially? Most of our team, you know, comes from manufacturing background. We were like, I come from aerospace background. Some of our team members come from automotive. And, and one of the challenges is that, you know, every time, if you are in a hardware business and you want to manufacture something new, there is a lot of time and money needs to go into just building tools to be able to even manufacture your idea or your product. We're all kind of like, you know, saw that, saw that problem and we were all excited about kind of fixing this. 3D printing has been one of the ways for some of the parts to be basically, you know, you can get your parts much faster, much cheaper. But for a whole array of other parts, like sheet metal parts, there's still not, not a good solution. So being an industry, feeling the pain, kind of like, you know, pushed us toward this direction and kind of inspired this technology in this company. Yeah. And so why L.A. and not other cities like San Francisco? And I guess maybe even why, why did you come to Toolbox L.A.? That's a very good question. A lot of founders, I'm sure they ask that themselves. I think for manufacturing, LA is a no-brainer. We have a thriving aerospace industry here in LA, which is one of our main target industries of the customer. And we are in toolbox and Chatsworth, and there is actually a saying, I heard it from one of the machinists here in Chatsworth, that says, you know, if you cannot make it in Chatsworth, you cannot make it anywhere else. There is a huge network of manufacturing down here, which is super helpful. And, you know, with the aerospace being here, also like, you know, the talent pool is pretty rich. And when you compare it to SF, obviously the cost of living and running a business is more. Maybe, uh, you know, it's not lower compared to a lot of other cities, but compared to SF, it's definitely lower. And, you know, we're still close enough to SF where we can, like, potentially, if we have an exciting mission, we can, you know, convince people from SF to relocate. But better weather doesn't make it harder either. So Right. 
best weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And so how has LA helped accelerate your company and your career's growth? I mean, you mentioned, you know, obviously LA is manufacturing capital of the nation, but is there anything else that has really like helped accelerate the growth? Pretty much well, most of my career has been here in LA. So it's very hard to say what it would have been if I was in another city. But when I compare like my career compared to friends who went to other cities, um, specifically SF, I think LA personally provided for me to be more entrepreneurial. And one of the reasons for that is obviously lower cost of living. I could like easily save up and then just go without salary for like, you know, for quite a while to kind of try, you know, an entrepreneurial project. And the other piece is like, you know, LA is a very diverse city, you know, aerospace is here, but then entertainment is here. And when you compare that, like, for example, to SF, there's a high concentration of like just information technology businesses. And I think that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but like being in a city that has more diverse industries allows you to kind of think a little bit more outside of the box and be able to kind of be able to come up with ideas or, or solutions that are more applicable across different and broader industries. So personally, I think that has been definitely a positive had being here in LA and helped my career grow in a much better direction that I think it would have if I was in SF. But again, I wasn't in SF, so I'm not sure. <laughs> How, how would it have been like, but I definitely am happy with being here in LA. Yeah, agreed, 100%. And like you mentioned, all the different industries here and it allows you to think outside the box and with different resources. And so, you know, speaking of, what resources in LA do you recommend for any entrepreneur that's, you know, thinking about starting a business? Number one resource, I mean, that has worked out very well for us has been Toolbox. We have our facility here. We were able to kind of like just get, and it's very rare for hardware companies. There's a lot of co-working spaces for like, you know, software companies, it allows them to kind of like have an office to say start, but for, for hardware company, you need a, a little bit larger footprint, you need tooling, so that necessarily doesn't exist everywhere. So Toolbox has been the most important tool here in LA. And if you're starting a hardware company, definitely, definitely go check, check it out. You know, we'd love to have you here in this space and, and be neighbors. Thanks. Shameless plug. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> but it is true. It is absolutely true. I think out of all the resources in LA, being in Toolbox has been the best decision we made. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, there's not too many co-working spaces that have 3D printers and access to tools and such. So what LA tech companies or talent have you come across lately that has really impressed you? I don't know if any sort of, you know, startup company, are you reading about someone or anyone that you can think of off the top of your head or maybe even some sort of like tech tool or something? We have been very heads down on our own projects. So like, there's not a lot of startups I've been in contact with recently, but one of the people I work with with our company is he's a machinist actually here in Chatsworth, Aaron Keat. He has been, you know, it's just been a great resource. I think, again, if you're in a hardware uh, business, he's a really good person to work with. Uh, it has been like having a machine shop in our own facility pretty much. He's been very bad. I want to keep him a secret so that like he focuses only on our job, but you know, I guess that would be unfair. So yeah, if you have machinist needs, and you're in LA and you're a hardware business, I think he's just like beyond machines. Like, you know, he knows, he knows a lot of stuff about like design. He can provide you with a lot of help overall about your product design. One of the greatest talents I've talked with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Aaron's pretty cool. And so what about any like tech tools that your team uses, you know, something like Slack or anything like that? Do you guys have any particular software that you that you like to use? So we use Slack for internal communication. I like it. But my favorite tool is still Gmail. You know, it's like most of my days spend there. I know it's a bland answer. <laughs> but, you know, it, like when I spend 95% of my time there and all the features are super useful, 
I love that tool. I think it makes my life much easier. And, you know, we try to keep the tools that we use very, very limited just so that we can focus on actually doing things. So we have Slack. We love it. Gmail. We use Trello. Some of our team does. And then Google Drive tool. Bland answer, like, you know, kind of probably just the basics, but we're, we're kind of sticking to it and, and everybody's happy. Yeah, that's good. I mean, well, if people could see the robots that you guys work with, I think they would be really impressed with that, right? I mean, how complex those things are. I guess, can you share a little bit about like what you guys are, are working with in terms of, you know, the robots? Yeah, yeah. We do industrial robots that like, you know, people probably have seen them from like, you know, automotive videos of automotive factories. So these are robots that have pretty large reach. Uh, we're talking about like, you know, 10, 12 feet of reach. So they're pretty big. I mean, they're sitting on rails. So that also makes them a little bit bigger. Large, large footprint and large robots. And again, uh, being a toolbox has been a huge benefit of being able to have like that kind of access to that kind of a space. But yeah, no, they're they're definitely impressive when you like walk in the room and you see a robot that's like, you know, a little bit taller than you. It can apply a force as much of a, uh, you know, a weight of a truck. It definitely grabs your attention. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So if you had one ask of the community, what would it be? If you're working on an interesting, cool metal project, you know, get in touch with us. See if we can, can work together. We're always excited about like new creative projects that we can support. That'd be, I guess, the only ask, a selfish ask, but. Uh. That's good. Yeah, well, it's good to know that, again, you're a resource to the greater LA tech community as well. So how can people connect with you? You mentioned not being on social, but would you mind sharing your email? Yeah, yeah. My email is ed at machina lab is M-A-C-H-I-N-A-L-A-B-S dot A-I. And the first part is just my, you know, short, short version of my name, E-D. I'm a little bit old fashioned. I only have email. I, I'm not on social media platforms. If you send me an email, I'll definitely read and respond. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And again, this is Rachel with Toolbox LA, Southern California's largest innovation lab. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. This is Ed Mayer, CEO of Machina Labs and Task Force, and you're listening to VRLA Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind. And her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you, and I hope you'll pick it up. And I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turn. Get It's About Damn Time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Sarah Tran. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.
Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.